No, we got some energy tonight. You like it? You want you want some swag? Who wants some swag here? Hey, uh. No, no, I'm not giving this away. This is Sam's sword. Everyone say, Night Sword Sam! <laughs> oh, here's some stickers. You can pass the stickers out. There you go. So, so how many of you went to the, the muddy, what's well, not the muddy buddy? What do you want to call that? That was a little bit of fun, wasn't it? That was awesome. I had, I had a good time there. My shoes kept getting stuck in the mud. It was like I couldn't even pick up my feet. And then Aaron, where's Aaron? He trashed me in the steal the bacon thing. Yeah, man, you owned me on that. That was funny. Hey, what's that? I was barefoot. You were barefoot. I, was, I had my shoes. Yeah, that was the problem. Yeah, okay. Well, he drug me all the way across the mud. I had a great day today. Did you guys have a good day today? You know what I like about the old person night? I feel really young. You guys look all old. Like all old and crusty. But I feel, I'm feeling young. Hey, tonight what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about, you can open up your book. There's another note page on there for you. And it's the art of the swag. The art of the swag. How to have swag. This is what you've come to camp for, right? Right? Is this what you're coming for? Okay. How, how to have swag. That's what we're talking about tonight. Raise your hand if any of you have ever taken Spanish. All right. Well, in high school, I took a Spanish class. And my teacher's name was Mrs. Trotter or Senora Trotter. Right? And in Spanish class in high school, I got to tell you, I wasn't too interested in... What's up, man? Are you recording this? Hey, all right. I'll flex for you and stuff. Is this my good side? Okay. In high school, I wasn't too interested in, in learning Spanish. Senora Trotter was, uh, uh, how can you say, well, about as old as some of you right now. And she had hearing aids. And, and I, fa I figured out something my, my freshman year, my sophomore year, taking this, this class in high school, that Senora Trotter wore hearing aids. And these hearing aids didn't pick up beeps. You know, like high, like on your wristwatch. Does anyone wear wristwatches anymore that beep? Okay. Well, that was, that was, that was, yeah, yeah. Everyone had wristwatches that beep when I was going to high school. But, but her hearing aids didn't pick up the beeps. So we, we, it took us a little while to figure it out. But when we figured it out, it became hilarious to us that she could not hear beeps. In fact, it kind of became a game. And we'd be sitting in class. There'd be 30 of us. And we had syn synchronized our watches. So at the exact same time, all of a sudden, 30 watches would start going beep, 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 beep. And Senora Trotter would just keep right on going like nothing was happening. And all of us were in the room trying not to crack up. You know, you, okay, have you ever done anything like that? Okay. 
the, the best part was when we had a substitute and we ne and we forgot to take our watches off. <laughs> you know, they, they picked up on that. But, you know, it became really fun to me to keep trying to trick Miss, Mrs. Senora Trotter, okay? And, and in fact, I don't think I learned a whole lot of Spanish. I didn't learn a whole lot of Spanish because, because I'm such a bad guy. I even devised a plan, not I, but our whole class on how to cheat simultaneously during tests. That's bad, huh? All right, so this is, what, this, this is what we did. We had all these beeps, these beeps. Like, we, everyone would do their test, and then it was like one person would beep for number one. And then the other person would beep like A is one beep, or B is two beeps, or C is three beeps. And we would all go through and have the exact same answers, and it wasn't very good. How many of you ever done that? Liars. Okay. All right, some of you, some of you have done it. But in Spanish class in high school, I got to tell you, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention. In fact, I probably should have paid a whole lot more attention in high school. Because when I, when I graduated, I didn't really speak a whole lot of Spanish. And isn't it funny that I ended up living in Mexico? Isn't that funny? Senora Charter was like, I told you, told you. And what was even funnier is that I lived in Miami, Florida. <laughs> okay? I lived in South Miami. In South Miami, I couldn't get a job at McDonald's because I didn't speak Spanish. One of, my, one of these times, I got to tell you, here's a little story about living in Miami. I lived in Miami, and, and I grew up in a small town in, in Colorado. <laughs> Boo! Which is next to Nebraska. And somewhere near South Dakota and Wyoming and, and Missouri. Did we get them all? Okay, I think we got them all. But in Miami, I grew up in a small town in Colorado, so I didn't have a whole lot of street smarts. You know, you know what street smarts are? Like how to stay alive on the street, all that. Anyways, so one night, my friend and I decided we were on the edge of town, and we saw a big bonfire out, out in the field. So we decided to go out to this bonfire and just see what was up. So my friend and I kind of strolled out there, and, and there was a bunch of guys from Miami just kind of standing around this bonfire. And we kind of startled them as we walked up because we came out of the dark and walked out, and they're like, hey. So we sit there, and, and we started talking. And we started talking for probably 20 or 30 minutes, just laughing and joking and meeting these guys and, and having a good time. But because I wasn't so smart, street smarts, whatever, I didn't realize that one by one these guys were kind of leaving the fire and they were going to their truck. So they go to their truck and go to their truck. Pretty soon it's just my friend and I, and we're sitting there and we're just talking and laughing, having a good time. And then one by one, these guys started coming back to, to the fire. And they came around the fire, and I remember watching my friend who was across the fire, and, and I'm standing right here. I remember watching him. All of a sudden, the, one of the guys next to him just went, wow, and nailed him right in the ear. And I watched him go down and hit the ground. About the same time, my head exploded. Bam! And I fell down, and I'm on the ground, and I'm, and I'm watching my friend over there, and he's getting kicked, he's getting punched, and I'm getting kicked, and I'm getting punched, and I'm thinking, we're going to die. Like, this isn't good. And I'm watching him get beat up, and I looked up. Because I didn't know a whole lot of Spanish. They were now just like speaking Spanish and stuff. And I didn't know a whole lot of Spanish. But I looked up and maybe just trying to save my life. All I could think of in Spanish was this. La vaca placa está muerta. <laughs> Does anyone know what that means? Roughly? Roughly it means what? The skinny cow is dead. <laughs> 
while I'm getting beat up in Miami when I say, La Vaca Flaca Esta Vuelta. I have no idea. But I'm on the ground and I say that, and the guy's about ready to kick me in the face, and he goes, Como? I'm like, La Vaca Flaca Esta Vuelta? And all of a sudden, he said something in Spanish, and this guy started laughing, and that guy started laughing. They held me up. They held me up and said, adios. They said, get out of here. And I'm running away, and we're bleeding, and I'm just laughing. I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> and so everyone repeat after me. La vaca flaca. Está muerta. It may save your life, okay? I should have paid attention a little more in Spanish class. Mr. Wizard this morning, as, as he had his, that was cool. That was awesome. He had, I'm like, I want to try to rip that off somehow. He had, he had the fire dancing to music. I'm like, that's, that's pretty cool. But what he was talking about is he said, what's in here, what's in his tube or whatever, what's in there is what's coming out. And today, I saw some of you um, eating mud, and I'm worried for you tonight as to what might come out. <laughs> We're going to talk about what's in us and how it comes out. Open your Bibles to Philippians 4, verse 8. Philippians 4, verse 8. This is another one of those powerful, powerful uh, verses in the Bible that you just need to memorize this. You just need to put it in your heart. You need to uh, make, make signs and put them on your mirrors or wherever just to remind you the importance of this verse. Philippians 4 verse 8 says this. Follow along in your Bible. says this. Finally brothers and sisters, okay? We'll add that in there. Finally brothers, whatever is false, whatever is common, whatever is wrong, Whatever is dirty, whatever is filled with hate, whatever is embarrassing, if anything is subpar or something you don't want others to know about, think about these things. Is that, is that what your Bible says? Oh, sorry, wrong translation. Let's read this. Finally, brothers, whatever is true... Is that better? Yeah. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. A lot of us go through life and we kind of take that verse right there and we live our life as that first translation I just read. Or made up. I didn't read it. I made it up. But look at the words. Look at the words in there. The first words here. Finally, brother, whatever is true. Well, what's the opposite of true? False. Whatever is noble, I put whatever is common. Whatever is right, I put whatever is wrong. Whatever is pure, I put whatever is dirty. Whatever is lovely, I put whatever is filled with hate. Whatever is admirable, I put whatever is embarrassing. If anything is excellent, I put if anything is subpar. Or praiseworthy, I put 
something you don't want others to know about, think about such things. As we go through this life, we have a beautiful Savior who has created us. And He's created us with a mind of our own. He's created us so that if you wanted to tomorrow, you could wake up and you could think about dirt and hate. And you could start doing stuff that is disgusting. And you could start talking bad about your friends, about your parents, about whomever else. You could if you wanted to. I have to ask, why though? You see, my family and I got to start a church this last year. We've started a church in Greeley, Colorado. And the name of that church... Yeah, all right. I got... Whoa. Oh, I said Colorado. I thought you were cheering for Greeley. Ah, okay. (laughs) G-Town! Started it in G-Town. Well, anyways, okay. We started a church. And and the name that that we've given given it is Project Salt. And one of the things that, that, is, that drives us is this saying. And the saying is this. We want to change the way people see Christ, Christians, and church. We want to change the way that people see Christ, Christians, and church. I'm not sure about you, but the world that I live in, the world is tired of seeing Christians who say they believe one thing, but then they live another way. Would you agree with me? The world is tired of it. And so when I think about starting a church, that's the very, one of the very first things I want to say is as a church, we want to change the way that people see Christ, Christians, and church because the world, quite honestly, is tired of seeing Christians and coming across Christians who say they believe one thing, but their life doesn't line up. How can that be? You should be the same person here as you are at school, as you are at home, as you are in the locker room, as you are on the computer, as you are when you're sleeping at a friend's house. See, the person you are here should be that same person your entire life. How many of you, and don't raise your hand, you don't have to answer this, how many of you are guilty of being one person here and another person somewhere else? You don't have to raise your hand. It's easy to do when we go through this verse and we do the opposite of what it's saying. What we put in is what we're going to get out. I want to show us a video, and I want to set this video up a little bit, because this is an incredible video. It's, it's by a band called Cigarros. And this video ha- has this guy, and, and he's a drummer, and he's going along. And, and this, is what I wanna, this is what I want you to think about when this video is being played. If you and I are living lives that are madly in love with God, and we are thinking about things that are pure, and we're thinking about things that are true and noble and right and, and what it, lovely things and admirable things and, and things that are excellent and, and praiseworthy and we are realizing and we're living our life as a child of king, there's going to be a world of people in pain and in hurt that are going to see that and they're going to want this Jesus that's in us. So I want you to think about that as we watch this video.
students, please, please live your life madly in love with God. There's people in this world that are in a lot of pain. There's people in this world that are believing the lies that Satan is telling them. And as Christians, we have the answer. We can love people. We can walk with people. When they're down and when they're hurting, we can reach down and we can grab their hand and we can help them up. And we can whisper in their ears that they too are a child of a king. If you spend your valuable life that you have right now thinking on things that are false and common and wrong and dirty and filled with hate, stuff that's embarrassing, stuff that's subpar, stuff you don't want others to know about, if you spend your life on those things, what do you think will come out? Is that really the kind of person that you want to be and act like? Or the better option is to be someone madly in love with God. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, noble, we're a child of a king. Whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent, of, of praiseworthy, think about such things and do these things. Be these things. So what's in you will come out. I'm going to say a name. You know this name. I would say only if you're from Colorado, but I think around the world you know this name, Tim Tebow. I can tell you this, whether you like Tim Tebow or not, you've got to give Tim Tebow credit that when the camera's on or off, he's going to tell you about Jesus. Whether you agree with his, the way he's doing it or not is irrelevant. What I want to ask you about Tim Tebow is this. Do you think one day when he won a, a Heisman or something, he just suddenly starts saying, Jesus? Or do you think behind the scenes when no one was looking, he was spending time reading his Bible and praying and thinking about things that are true and worthy and noble and building character that is strong. Because one day, Tim Tebow was going to be in the spotlight. And what came out was what he was putting in. 
the cool thing about the age that you are right now is you can think about what kind of legacy you want to leave in your life. I would encourage you, go pick up a notebook and start writing in this notebook. And it's just your future notebook. That's all it is. Like I encourage my daughters to do this. Ladies, what kind of men do you want to marry? Make a list. Do you want them to be as good looking as me? That's not going to be hard. Okay, no, make a list. Start thinking about your future and start acting in that direction. You get an awesome opportunity to start a legacy right now. How do you want to be known? Do you want to be known as a person that walked around grumbling and arguing, complaining and full of hate and deceit and not able to be trusted? Or do you want to be known as a person that's a child of a king? Because that's beautiful. And people will listen and follow that. Hey, let's stand up. For some of you tonight, what we've been talking about is just a little reminder. It's like, oh yeah, thanks, I needed to hear that. Because I've been spending time in places I probably shouldn't. I've been thinking about stuff I probably shouldn't. I've been doing things that, I, I, you know, I probably shouldn't. And it's just a reminder. But can I add to that little reminder this? Our identity is found in Jesus Christ. Smile knowing that God loves you and that He created you. And he has a purpose for you. For some of us in here today, this is like a brand new challenge. We've never heard this verse. We've never heard these things. And for those of us that that's us, I want you to ask the question, what kind of person do you want to be? Do you want to imitate a king? And do you want to have a life that speaks life into other people? I want us to close our eyes right now. I want to pray for us. God, in this place, I, I pray and I ask That your spirit would just be thick. That God, in the silence, we would focus on you and who you are. And we would smile knowing that you love us. And at the same time, God, we'd be challenged in the areas that, man, we know we could do better in.
God, thank you for our life. Please help us love you more. It's in your name we pray. Amen.